0: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: This is the Locked On Bengals Podcast for January 25th. I'm James Rapine. After a one-day absence. Sorry about that. I'll explain why in just a second. On Twitter, at James Rapine, at Locked On Bengals. Subscribe iTunes, the iHeartRadio app. You can also check us out on Spotify. Google Play, wherever you get your podcast, Stitcher, and other places. It is the Locked on Bengals podcast. And while you're there, especially iTunes, drop us a review, five stars. I would appreciate it. Right now on LockedOnBengals.com, there's a lot, including a poll question that will be live until right around 6 o'clock Eastern tonight. Who would you take? Andy Dalton, Carson Palmer. Why? I put the poll question up at LockedOnBengals.com. More than welcome to, to vote there. Plenty of stuff there as far as the home of all of our podcasts. Every single Locked on Bengals podcast is posted there. We have articles. We have insight on Jeremy Hill, Tyler Eifert, the poll question on Carson Palmer, which right now is 74% Carson Palmer, 26% Andy Dalton. And for just a few minutes, I'm going to get into why, and then we're going to move on. But uh, the, reason, the reason that we did not have a podcast yesterday is pretty simple. I was slammed, and I know that's not an excuse. But my broadcast partner Mo Egger was out, so I filled in for him. I had my normal show from noon to one on ESPN fifteen thirty, and I was just unable to get it done and get a uh, a studio get studio time or get office time at my house to to make it work. So I apologize for that. I thank you for listening to this. Tomorrow, John Ledyard will join us to talk about the Senior Bowl. So I wanted to get him on at the end of the week. He has some availability. Uh, tomorrow. So you'll hear from him on the Senior Bowl. I know our guy Joe Goodberry as well, looking at the Senior Bowl, watching it. John is there. And Jim Osarski's there with the Enquirer. So, um, so is Paul Daner Jr. So I have a feeling we'll hear from them as well on this podcast at some point on the Senior Bowl. Real quick, we'll get to some Senior Bowl stuff. I'll explain how useful, not useful it is. And, uh, and then, uh, but first I, I wanted to get into this Carson Palmer, Andy Dalton thing. Because to me, I've spent an entire couple years discussing Andy Dalton's faults and flaws. And while a lot of you are going to say Carson Palmer was a quitter, Carson Palmer underachieved. He was the first overall pick. Andy Dalton has better numbers. Andy Dalton's won more. Andy Dalton's went to the playoffs much more. Five playoff appearances to two playoff appearances for Carson. I would say Carson took over an organization that was in need of a facelift. I would say Carson never had an elite defense, and the really good defense he had was an 9 and his second leading receiver was Andre Caldwell. I would say that Carson, yes, he had Chad, TJ, Chris Henry, Rudy Johnson, absolutely a good line. Andy Dalton walked into great offensive coordinators in Jay Gruden and Hugh Jackson. Andy Dalton walked into A.J. Green, the quiet star that wasn't in his ear about getting the ball all the time. Like Chad Johnson was. And I love Chad. He's my favorite Bengal of all time. Carson Palmer went to Oakland. Couldn't do much there. They fired Hugh after one season. Then he got to Arizona. Boom. Guess what happens when he had great coaches? At the age of 36, you could argue he should have been MVP. Everyone talked about Andy for MVP in 15. Carson was just as good, if not better, in 2015. Coming off of a torn ACL in which he led the Cardinals to a 6-0 start. I take Carson. You could take Andy. Either way, I think it comes back to one thing. The Bengals have had at least okay quarterback play over the past 15 years, and a lot of organizations haven't. I look at the Browns. I look at the Jaguars. A lot of those times, like the Jaguars went to the playoffs with David Garrard in the late 2008, 2009, in that range. So to me, I look at this and I wonder what the hell Marvin's doing what the hell this Bengals organization's doing because they've had Carson and then they've went to Andy and they could never, because if you gave Carson in his prime, even after the knee, because people talk about the injuries and that's a, a valid point, if you gave Carson Hugh Jackson as offensive coordinator, elite defense, Tyler Eifert, A.J. Green, competent running game, really good defense, I think you would have a chance to, to be a, a great, great team. Even post knee injury, uh, Andy is good. Can't make all the throws, give you a chance to win. But if you said, "All right, Andy, go get us. Go get us 35 today. You're gonna have to score 35 today. Go get it done." The answer is is probably no, not happening. With Carson on any given day, even in 2010, people forget this. Like even in 2010, there were times when he had, and that was such a dysfunctional team. Just so much. Just fun. Chad was on his last legs here. Marvin kind of lost control. The organization had to look itself in the mirror after Carson moved on. But they almost beat the Saints at home. They scored 30-plus points that game. Like, this team, this organization, offensively, was usually pretty good. It's just defensively, the only time they showed up was 9 In 5 they were good at takeaways, gave up a ton of points as well. I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked On Bengals podcast. I just wanted to get to that for a second because... I want you to vote, but I also think that that's, uh, that's what we're looking at there as far as Andy Dalton, Carson Palmer goes. But feel free to email me, James Erpine at ESPN1530.com, or tweet me at James Erpine at Lockdown Bengals and vote in the poll question as well. By the way, Vince McMahon set to, it's 2 o'clock Eastern right now as I'm recording this. By the time you hear it, Vince McMahon's going to announce something about a new professional football league. I wonder. What former Bengals should participate in this league? And I want to hear from you. What former Bengals players should take place in the XFL and be a part of it? Jerome Simpsons, the first one that came to my mind. Chad Johnson, probably too old. Jerome Simpsons one. I think as far as as quarterbacks go, Robert Griffin should be there. I think Colin Kaepernick should be there, Johnny Manziel. But I want your former Bengals and reach out to me at Lockdown Bengals at James R. You can email him, too, if that's easier for you. But what former Bengals should join that league? I'm hoping for some interesting answers. Interesting answers. That's what I want. Most in-depth. Let's test your Bengals' uh, your knowledge. Kevin case Maybe Kevin case can come back, play a little safety. <laughs> By the way, if you're betting on games, obviously the, the Bengals don't play this weekend. No NFL teams playing this weekend. It is the Pro Bowl. Make sure you're doing it with mybookie.ag. Plenty of NBA games on the tap this weekend that you can bet on. And uh, mybookie.ag is the place to be. Use promo code locked on. And obviously, get set up. Use promo code locked on. Get up to a 50% bonus. And guess what? Guess what that means? That means you could be all set up for the Super Bowl next week with all of the different bets you can make. I've already made one. I teased it by seven points. If you don't know what a teaser is, you basically, you can tease it and get points. You don't get as much of a payout. But now I have the Patriots plus one and a half, and I I took the under at 55 because I got a seven-point hedge, essentially. So that's what I'm looking at. I did that the moment the line came out. I said, okay, I'll take the Patriots. So if the Eagles win by one, I still get it. And as long as the score is under 55, which usually it is, the Patriots haven't scored historically a ton in the Super Bowl, haven't scored in the first quarter in any of the Super Bowls. So at least a touchdown. I think it might just be a touchdown. But check it out, mybookie.ag, promo code locked on.
0: Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: We're going to have John Ledyard on the podcast tomorrow to discuss the Senior Bowl. And uh, my guy Joe Goodberry, give him a follow, at Joe Goodberry's tweeting about the Senior Bowl. And I look at it, and he mentioned uh, this kid, Unknown Division Two prospect, Kappa. I think it's Alex Kappa. And I've, I've seen some highlights of his, and they look good. And he's probably going to go in the second round, third round. Nasty offensive lineman. Probably, honestly, exactly what the Bengals need. They need some nasty up front, and I tweeted that out. Give them some nasty. Some guys that are just going to get down there and just do work, push guys out of the way. That's what that's what Russell Bodine was supposed to be. Remember? <laughs> But with the Senior Bowl, the game itself I don't think matters that much. I'll ask Tomorrow I'll ask John Ledyard this, but to me the game itself doesn't matter. Now, evaluations during practice matter. Obviously there are so many big names there from Jerry Jones to the, the Bengals, obviously their new coaching staff, like all different types of names and, and organizations and all the organizations and teams are down there evaluating. But the game itself probably is something – even the diehards, you can avoid if you want. Now, of course, Joe watch it and John watch it, and I'll probably pop it on for a little bit or at least catch some of it. But let me read off. Let me read off the names of the Senior Bowl MVPs, just in recent years, because I think you're going to be you're you're going to be kind of surprised. Kind of surprised at where we're at here because outside of Brandon Graham, who now plays for the Eagles in 2010, I don't really see a really good player that, that's that been there. Now, Brandon Graham, Dak Prescott, we'll wait and see. I think he's pretty good, maybe really good. We'll see. But Davis Webb won it. Amir Abdullah won it. Underachieved D Ford won it. E.J. Manuel won it. Isaiah Pede won it. Christian Ponder won it. Pat White won it. Tony Hunt. Sonoris Moss. Charlie Fry. So sometimes, sure, like there was a streak from 2000 to 2004 where it was Chad Pennington, LT, as in Ladanian Tomlinson, Antoine Randall, L, Larry Johnson, Philip Rivers. But outside of Dak Prescott, I overlooked him at first. I'm not going to lie. Outside of Dak Prescott, And Brandon Graham, Matt Forte, there hasn't been one in 10 years. You know, 70% of the time, they don't end up doing much in the NFL, if anything. So practice is the bigger deal. So if you pull up the box score in the the senior bowl game, it's probably not going to tell you the whole story, especially when you're the Bengals. The two positions I want them to address most in this draft are quarterback and offensive line. No doubt about it. So if they can get a great offensive lineman at 12, great. If Baker Mayfield's there at 12, I'm certainly interested. If Lamar Jackson, you evaluate him and you think he's good, I'm certainly interested. By the way, I like Lamar, secret. We'll get to more on him as we dive into the draft more and more. But ultimately, to me, I look at this, and the game doesn't matter as much. Practice certainly does. And there are a lot of people, including John Ledyard, who I have on tomorrow, who are going to help us evaluate that, give us a picture of who's doing well, who's not, who's thriving, who's struggling. And that's where it is. That, that's the, the heart of it. Because there's a lot of great players that are going to be a, a, a playing in the Senior Bowl that are practicing right now the Senior Bowl. Which ones are going to pan out? <laughs> that's the key. That's the hard part. And I hope the Bengals find multiple. <laughs> multiple seniors that are game ready. That's what they need. Like, the the cap went up, and Eric Galco for Optimum Scouting went on with 92 fan in Cleveland, 92-3 the fan in Cleveland, and he talked about the offensive linemen and just where his rankings are and why it might be better to draft offensive linemen versus acquiring them in free agency. Here's Eric Galco.
0: Orlando Brown of Oklahoma's our top guy. A guy, Connor, Connor Williams of Texas, is a guy that's a high upside player, a lot like Eric Fisher in some ways brian o'neill of pittsburgh not really an option at four but he's a guy that reminds a lot of wayne johnson maybe he rises to that level you now this year this draft class is going to be offensive line heavy in round one for a few reasons one it's a really talented class of tackles and guards and, and teams see that and recognize the top talent there but also the fact that offensive line salaries around the nfl are really rising and the browns saw that last year they invested in two of them spending a lot of free agent money to do that and if you can get a left tackle at number 4 overall for $6 million a year rather than paying a guy you know $15 million going to be a left tackle, that's a pretty good deal.
1: And he was on in Cleveland, so that's why he said the fourth pick. Obviously, the Bengals have the 12th. And, and that's what's interesting. Can you find a, a significant, not only a significant upgrade, but a guy that could come in and just solidify the left side of the line? Be that left tackle. Or be that right tackle. Heck, I don't care. Be the, the, the dominant guard. Be the dominant center. Because if you're not dominating – then there's no reason for the Bengals to invest a first-round pick in a lineman. I got news for you. There's no damn reason. They did that in 15, and they got praised for it. I remember relatives, former linemen in my family, I loved what they did. They fortified the line for years. No, you got to get it right. You got to get it right. You got to get it right. That's the argument. John Ross, does he pan out? Does he not? It has nothing to do with his height. It has nothing to do with his injuries. Did they get it right? Sure, if he's injured for the next 10 years. But if they get it right, and he comes back this year and shows he has the talent, then everyone forgets. William Jackson, another corner, and then all of a sudden you saw him after out for a year and looks like they got it right. People forget that they drafted another corner. People realize, well, damn, that was a really good pick you got to get it right. So all of you that say, do not draft the quarterback in round one until you fortify the line, that's just wrong. Like, it's just, it's just bad logic. It's just, because if they drafted, let's say Baker Mayfield is Russell Wilson. If they get the next Russell Wilson with the 12th pick, well, that's worth it to me. You know, it's just worth it. I, we could find linemen later. Who would you rather have, the next Russell Wilson or the next Cedric Obwehi because you need a lineman? It's all about getting it right. It's it. And I know I'm I'm oversimplifying it, but it doesn't matter where they find their lineman. Round three, round two. Last year, defensive line, oh my goodness. I preached it on here as much as I could. I tried to hammer it home. Take the best player available in round one, round two, round three, round four, because the D linemen are going to fall. And guess what? Jordan Willis fell to round three, projected to be a second-round pick. Carl Lawson fell all the way to round four, stud. Ryan Glasgow, round five. They got three quality linemen in rounds three, four, and five to help their defensive line. If they do that on the offensive line this year, a lot of you will crush them. But I don't give a damn where they draft them. Can they play? Can they help you now? Carl Lawson, right away, could help. So it's their job to find out. I would rather have... T- take away the all of the, the picks in the first couple days. Right? So they're going to have two third-round picks because of the, the, uh, because of the compensatory process and losing Kevin Zeitler. They're going to have a second-round, two-third-round on day two. So that's three picks. And then their first-round pick. Take all four of those picks. Give me one ready, made, left tackle, or center, right? Ready, made, ready to go, boom. You could put him there and he upgrades your line. That, and combine that with a quarterback that you think is a franchise guy, that you think could be an update for Mandy, upgrade for Mandy, that's worth it. Quality over quantity. Like the Bengals got it right in the draft last year whether you like it or not. Because Joe Mixon's a franchise running back. Carl Lawson's a franchise pass rusher. Jordan Willis is going to help you. Jake Elliott, hell, he's in the Super Bowl, but they, they got it right kick-wise. They never should have moved on from him. Like, in a draft, if you get three to four quality players, one to two end up in the Pro Bowl, that's a great draft. That's a great draft. The 2011 draft, they get praised so well, so much for it, right? Because they went A.J. Green, Andy Dalton, Clint Bowling. Those are the three. Those are the three. And also, I think they drafted Dante Moke that year. Is it Dante Moak? So, t- to me, that that's what it's about. Can you get a couple quality linemen that can help right now? And then can you maybe, just maybe, keep your eye open for a quarterback? That's what I would do. I don't know if that's what the Bengals will do. But that's just how I look at it. And... Yeah, so the, the Bengals took Dante Moak. That's what I was looking up. So, lineman, totally going to ask him tomorrow. John Ledger tomorrow about the lineman. Going to ask about the quarterbacks, too. But imagine if they took a corner. We might freak out. Or a defensive lineman. We might freak out. Linebacker. All needs in all things that, honestly, if, and, and yes, corner could be a need. Absolutely it could. Adam Jones, old Dark Westernard contract year. What if he gets dinged up this year? You don't want to pay him next season. Corner could certainly be a need. God, I wish they could get out of that Drake Kirkpatrick deal. That deal looks awful. Hopefully he can play better, but ugh, 50 million to him. I'm James Erpine. This is the Locked On Bengals podcast. But yeah, get give me your questions in, by the way. I'll take some questions on Twitter at James Erpine at Locked On Bengals for John Ledyard about the Senior Bowl, prospects that maybe you got your eye on or anything like that. We'll get them in, and I'll, I'll either ask John when I talk with him or Joe next week because he's following this very closely, and I will get Joe on. Try to get him on once a week if I can. Um, so, sorry yesterday. I Seriously, I apologize. That won't happen again. I'm on tomorrow. It was just unforeseen yesterday. Found out at 9 a.m. that I had to do four hours of radio between noon and 6. So, it was just like, all right, I got to make sure that the show is ready to go. And I just couldn't get to the podcast. But I promise you that will not be the case much. With that being said, check out LockedOnBengals.com. If you're new to the podcast, it's a daily Bengals podcast that most of the time, I'm here every single weekday giving you the latest Bengals news, discussing the latest reports, trends, and so much more. I'm in the Bengals locker room every single week and giving you the insight. So I, I appreciate it. I hope that you stay tuned here. Subscribe to it. iTunes, the iHeartRadio app, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you go to LockedOnBengals.com. Answer the poll question on Andy and Carson. Read about Jeremy Hill. Read about Tyler Eifert. And until next time, thank you so much for listening to the Locked on Bengals podcast.